The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And good morning, 11.05. It is the Pinpoint Health Show. Welcome to it. Phone lines open for your uh, your questions having to do with your health. Bring it on. Dr. Lou is ready to take them all. It's 416-870-6400. And uh, we'll go from there. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about today, Dr. Lou. In the meantime, want to reach out on social, Pinpoint Health. Do so, Instagram, Facebook. There's also The Lou Down. That's L-O-U, The Lou Down, which is an amazing new podcast series. You recently started tons of great stuff on there and well worth a... Uh, uh, a listen for sure. Again, the Lou Down is how you find that podcast. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Got a special guest today again this week. You're uh, you're batting a thousand for uh, for amazing guests, Lou, and good stuff to talk about here lately. What's going on, pal? Thanks, John. Yeah, I mean, I think the the important thing is that uh, we got to use the resources of smarter people than me, which there are many. Uh, to <laughs> our listeners uh, divulge through all the information. I think I think for today, I mean, the last. You know, whatever it's been of the show the last six weeks, it's been primarily focused on all things COVID. And, and we're not going to, I'm not saying I don't want to talk about that because obviously it is important, but I think I want to take this a different route. And today um, we have an incredible uh, uh, guest with us, uh, Dr. Greg Wells, who's a, uh, a PhD, um, who has, who is a performance physiologist. He's a scientist. He's a, uh, he's done so many things. Some of the things that he's done, he has a best-selling book, The Ripple Effect. Um, as I mentioned, he's got his PhD in respiratory physiology. He's done po- postdoctoral fellowship work in respiratory medicine at Sick Kids. He's worked uh, in terms of a lot of uh, mm-hmm. uh, scientific research on uh, specifically to do lung pathologies with kids. I can let him go into more of that. He's also got a new book out that's uh, that's out right now. Um, and yeah, he's a he's a great guest, Dr. Wells. Are you there? I'm here. Good morning, guys. Great to speak to you. Good. Good, Good to see you. I, I, I misplaced my notes, and I don't want to bastardize the name of the new book. I know it's Rest, Refocus, and something, but can you just give uh, the audience the exact name? Yeah, sure. It's Rest, Refocus, Recharge, and thanks for bringing that up. And, uh, yeah, just uh, Ripple Effect is all about general health, and the latest book is just about recovery and regeneration and optimization. So I really appreciate you mentioning both of them. Thank you very much. Of course. And The Ripple Effect, I've actually read. It's a great book. I recommend it for anybody who really wants to get uh, an overall look on things that they can do to be healthier. Um, and that's sort of where I want to take the show today. Uh, Dr. Wells is also, uh, he was actually also a professor of mine at UFC. So um, that was a long time ago in my undergrad. Uh, and so he was always a, a tremendous professor and lecturer uh, where I always learned a lot. So, and he's continued to do great things. Um, he's also joined me on the podcast on the Lou Down, and we'll be releasing that this week where we have a more long format discussion and we talked about a lot of things but some of the things dr wells that we we really went on and, and where i think i'd like to sort of focus today and, and as callers come in and, and and they can ask their questions as well is you know one of the things covid has taught us is that or not taught us but at the very least maybe shown more people is that overall being healthier is probably not a bad idea to help with a lot of things and so we've seen that the risk of serious illness with things like covid seems to be worse when you when you're generally unhealthier with lifestyle things like obesity um diabetes all these things that are modifiable things through activity and in one part of the podcast we really went into that and i think i I want the listeners and i'd love to focus on that today in terms of just 
and, and that's sort of your expertise anyways. You you work with, with elite athletes, so you know what it takes to get there and, and the process to get healthy. And I'd love to focus on that with you today. Um, and, and, and we're open for calls, too, from, from the listenership uh, in terms of any questions for Dr. Wells on this stuff. But can you take us a little bit, uh, take us through a little bit about the importance of general health, how important that is for anything, not just COVID, but in general, it prevents a lot of different things. You, you, you did a great job on the podcast, and I'd love to hear more about it right now. Sure. Thanks, Doc. And love to do that. That's sort of my passion and happy to share some ideas with everybody. So right now, obviously, we're thinking more about general health and well-being just because everyone's health is at risk. And so what we know about being generally healthy is that when we are eating well, when we're getting exercise, when we're managing our stress, when we're sleeping well, that our overall health status improves and that helps us to prevent chronic diseases that are associated with lifestyle and those would include cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's, depression, those sorts of challenging situations. We also know that things like exercise, moderate exercise consistently uh, decreases your risk of infectious diseases and that things like sleep improve our, uh, the function of our immune system. So overall, we know that being generally healthy is good for our health status when it comes to prevention of chronic disease and also for increasing our resistance to infectious diseases as well. And just to be clear, I'm a physiologist, PhD physiologist, not a medical doctor, so I'm not giving medical advice here. I'm just saying in general, we do know that uh, from the research that being generally healthy around nutrition, sleep, exercise, and stress is going to improve your immune function and also help you to prevent or lower your risk of long-term chronic diseases. Now, obviously, there's a genetic component. There's environmental components. There's many different things at play here. This, isn't, this is kind of a complicated thing, but if you're sleeping well, if you're eating well, if you're exercising, and if you're managing your stress, you're going to give yourself the best chance of being generally healthy, and that has positive impact, impact through your entire life, no matter what you're trying to do. That's Guys, great. taking a short break here. The uh, the Pinpoint Health Show, Dr. Greg Wells is with us, performance physiologist. Stick around. This is really cool stuff. That and your phone calls. Tom, we'll get to you in just a minute. 416-870-6400 is the number. Pinpoint Health Show, right here, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And yeah, we're back to it. Going to get your calls here in a moment. Got a couple things to get through here. Uh, Dr. Lou, take it away. Oh, by the way, Pinpoint Health on social, Facebook and Instagram. Lots of good stuff there as well. And the Lou Down, the recent podcast just kicked off and it's going to be Going to be taking Joe Rogan by storm very shortly. I would imagine uh, yeah. <laughs> some good stuff happening yeah, there. I, I don't know about that one, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> thanks for thinking that highly of me, John. I appreciate that. Um, and again, so today we, we have the, the pleasure of having Dr. Greg Wells on on uh, with us. Um, and we were speaking before the break about um, his book, The Ripple Effect, which is very, it's a brilliant argument, and not really an argument, but a scientific out, outlining of how doing one thing can lead to other things and and make each component of your life better. And um, one of the things that you speak about in the book, Dr. Wells, is sleep. And I believe we have Tom on the line. 
um, who has a question related to insomnia, sort of nice and will relate. So let's take that call, John. Hey, Tom, good morning. How are you doing today? Good, pal. What's up? Um, I have no problem getting to sleep. It's just I wake up at, you know, 2, 3, 4 in the morning and can't get back to sleep. So what advice would you have for that? Well, since we have a, a guest, and I know, Dr. Wells, you're not a sleep medicine expert per se or anything like that, but you've obviously done a lot of research around it. Um, so please, if you have any insight, uh, it would be great. Yeah. Hey, Tom, good morning. And just so that you know, you're not alone. Like I speak about this all over the world. And that's like the number one question that people ask me is, I get to sleep fine, but then I wake up, my mind is racing and can't get back to sleep again. And so what I would suggest is there's two strategies. The first one is let's prevent waking up. The second one is try to get back to sleep again quickly. In terms of preventing you from waking up in the middle of the night, I'd love you to quote, like defend your last hour before you go to sleep. And I have found that when I'm doing things like taking a hot bath or reading fiction or meditating or doing some really light yoga or having a really good conversation with Judith, my wife, like not, you know, arguing about our finances or anything like that, but just sort of like, you know, being grateful for life. Then I sleep amazing. Don't wake up. If I'm checking the news, if I'm doing email, if I'm on social, that sort of always causes me to wake up in the middle of the night with my mind racing. If you do wake up in the middle of the night, like it's okay. It's, it's a, many people have that challenge. Then what we want to do is relax as quickly as possible so that's like read for a few minutes, you know, turn on the nightlight, read for a few minutes, fiction, something that's going to, you know, take your mind off of whatever it is that your mind's racing on. You can uh, just do a little bit of meditation, which is as simple as like just focus on your breathing and count backwards from 100, the number of breaths that you're taking. Uh, and then if you really can't get back to sleep, uh, just get up, have a hot bath and stand up into a cool shower to cool your body off. Not a cold shower, just like a little bit cool, just to cool you off a little bit, get back into bed. And that's another strategy for you to check out. So Number one, let's prevent it from happening. Number two, mm -hmm. if you do wake up, try to get back to sleep again quickly by relaxing your mind and your body. Okay, okay. thank that's you very a, much. That's a great answer, Dr. Wells. Um, one of the things, I, and, you, and I'm sure you've heard of the book as well, Greg, um, uh, the book Why We Sleep by, um, oh, what's his name, Matthew Walker. Um, and, and one of the things that I found really powerful in that book when I read it was the idea of caffeine. And, and so... This idea that people, it's incredible how people can often think, and, and we didn't ask Tom, and this isn't specific to Tom, but just in general, because even in practice, like with what I deal with in mainly pain issues and chronic pain, there's a sleep component around that. And the amount of times I ask people, do you have any coffee or any caffeine? And they say, you know, they'll say no. But then as you start asking questions and you say, well, you never have any teas, any chocolate that may have, and then, uh, you know, a Coke or something like that. And all of a sudden it's like, well, yeah, I do have those things. People don't understand how powerful of a drug caffeine is in terms of, of affecting your sleep. Is there any uh, insight? Um, and Tom, if you're still listening, that book, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, I, I highly recommend that. But Dr. Wells, do you have... Um, sort of any uh, input on that front? Because I, I found that really interesting. Yeah, sure. So caffeine is a powerful performance-enhancing substance. We know that it improves mental performance and physical performance. Um, I've used it for Olympic-level athletes because it's not banned anymore. So you're allowed to use it to enhance physical performance. But there is a drawback. The drawback is that obviously caffeine, we know, helps to keep us awake. And caffeine can have an effect for six to eight hours after you take it, depending on your genetics. And so I recommend that people stop taking any caffeine after two o'clock in the afternoon. 
which then makes sure that it's largely out of your system by the time most people are trying to go to sleep, which is around 9 or 10 o'clock at night. And, of course, there's tea, there's coffee, there's chocolate, there's even some cold medications that have yeah. caffeine in them. So you got to be careful about what you're taking when. John, are we still there? Uh, yeah, I think we I think we still got him. Yeah, we're still there. We're uh, guys. Let's take a short break and uh, get some more calls lined up here. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred is the way to do that. Doctor Greg Wells is here for the duration, and you want calls for Doctor Lou as well? No problem. Bring him on, and uh, we'll do that. Pinpoint Health Show continues right here. Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're uh, right back at it here. 416-870-6400. You want to ask a question? Uh, Greg is back here. Dr. Wells answering more of your questions. Bring it on if you have a question for the doctor. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. Dr. Lou, go for it. Yes, and, and apologies to the listeners, obviously, with uh uh, with the situation where we're all sort of operating from different pl- places and not in studio, sometimes <laughs> yeah. calls break up a little bit. So I think at the end of the last call, Dr. Wells uh, was speaking a little bit more about caffeine, and we lost them there for, for a little bit. Um, before, I think there's some calls coming in, John, as, as you mentioned, but mm-hmm. before we get to them, um, Dr. Wells, w- w- again, because I found the book um, so fascinating, um, with with what you know, as one thing gets better and, and the next thing gets better, so as you improve your sleep, maybe you start to move better. Is is there a starting point that you recommend? Wow, yeah, great question. And again, everyone, I'm so sorry for uh, the internet dropping out there. And we're all sort of navigating this technology from no all over the world. So anyway, here we go. Uh, when, it, when it comes to a starting point, I really would love people just to think about, like, what do you want to do? And if you want, if you're tired and you think that sleep is a good place to start, then obviously start there. If you're interested in food, then you want to improve your nutrition. Now's the time. Um, if you're feeling like you're tired a lot, then now's the time. Maybe when we want to start exercising, or maybe you're feeling really stressed, in which case we want to try to maybe practice meditation or take up yoga or go for a walk or to you know turn your phone off from time to time during the day. So really lean into what you care about, what you're interested in. And once you make some momentum in those areas, it's quite likely that you're going to get some progress. You're going to start feel, feeling better. And then what mm-hmm. I believe is that action precedes motivation. The more actions you take, the more motivated you're going to become. And so that ultimately then creates what we call the ripple effect. And you start to get interested in sleep or exercise or mindset or whatever the thing that is that you're not doing yet. And your life just gets better and better and better over a long period of time. So lean into whatever you're interested in and just start learning and exploring and, and experimenting and your life's going to get better. Yeah. And, and one of the things that you and I discussed on the, the podcast version was that idea of just doing 1% more a day, like every day trying to dedicate yourself to just doing a little bit more than you were doing the day before. And, and it's not really a competition against others. It's really just trying to compete against yourself. Are you better than you were yesterday? And I mean, that's, that's an overarching type of theme in a lot of self-help books. Um, self-help books where and and that whether it's self-help in terms of health or wealth or whatever it it, it all seems to to have this overarching principle where if you are always um, trying to be just a little bit better than you were um, yesterday then you're going to have tremendous effect and and I love the way you described it when when we were speaking on on the podcast um, that if you look at a full year of, of these types of improvements 
once you get to the end of that year, the, the overall compounding effect is actually quite tremendous. Totally. I love the idea of 1% better because it's so achievable. So 1% of your day is 15 minutes and 1% of your diet is 20 calories, right, for the average right. person. So these micro changes that we can incorporate our, in our lives add up over time, <clears throat> excuse me, and we end up with these incredible improvements. So, for example, in 2015, sorry, 2012, um, I got quite sick. I got a viral infection in my heart, was hospitalized, couldn't do anything. I could barely walk up one flight of stairs and just started doing 15 minutes a day of deliberate physical training and over the course of one year, because I trained every single day, and some of that included massage or like recovery, I was able to finish my first Ironman. So like when you do wow. stuff consistently, yeah. yeah, it's nuts, it's like bizarre, but like the math is 1.01, you know, times 1.01, you do that 365 times and, you're, and you improve by a factor of almost 38. So consistency wins. Really wild statistic for you guys is that um, 15 minutes of walking a day is enough to reduce your risk of breast cancer and colon cancer 24 to 40%. Like 15 wow. minutes of walking a day cuts your risk Jeez. of cancer almost in half. So micro <laughs> changes win. You know, it's you know, Dr. Wells. I, I I think it's amazing too, and I and I've it's what you said about uh, you know take the action first and from that feed off the motivation, and that's how it works. I think that's a fascinating statement because I, I read this somewhere that you can be inspired by somebody else, but you cannot be motivated by someone else. You know what I mean? I think that's so true. You can like what they do, you want to be them, but that won't get you off the couch. And I think your I think your attack on that is so much so much so much more brilliant. Well, I can't claim, like, I didn't get that. I didn't make that idea up. I actually listened to a guy named David Goggins, and he said that one day, and I was like, ah, oh, you know what? That's so good. And that just makes a huge difference for me. So, like, a little way to put that into action for everyone listening is just the idea of um, just do anything for five minutes. So let's say you want, you planned on doing a workout, and that's going for a walk. Uh, you, you just don't feel like it because the couch is so comfortable. It's been a long day. <laughs> um, go for it. Then you're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go for a five-minute walk. And if I'm still exhausted and I feel bad after five minutes, you can come home. But yeah. you, when, the second that you start, you put on the shoes, you get out the door, you start walking. You're like, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to keep going. I cannot tell you the number of times that that has helped me get in a workout when I had absolutely no interest whatsoever. So, yeah, the action precedes motivation. The more action you take, the more motivated you become. And then it just is this amazing exponential improvement. So, yeah, that's the, the idea. And I love that you latched onto that. Yeah. And, and, and David Goggins is a pretty inspiring guy, even when you like, and we won't go into his story here, but if anyone's interested, if you check out his story and, and the things he had to go through to his life and to where he is, he really, I mean, it really comes down to, and I think he's got that one video where it's all about good, right? Like anything that comes your way that is potentially bad you need to it's it's really a mindset and i think that's what we're discussing here is that being healthy is is not it's not just the the action which obviously the action is important but it's a dedication in your mind that you consistently have to do these things and again i i feel that this is an overarching theme when you talk to someone who's incredibly successful in business and or who is extremely healthy they have this certain characteristic and i believe that characteristic is that consistent dedication never never you know stopping and just you keep going you keep going mm -hmm. even at moments you don't want to and i and i really think and anyone who's ever done anything in their lives where it's been hard and an example of that is even things like going through school at times it, it seems absolutely impossible and you just persevere you persevere um health is that way success in business is that way and i think that's such an important theme and i and, and i and i hope that this this whole situation that we're in overall 
um, starts to really give people this idea that, that we can do more, that we as an individual, not, not necessarily as a collective, but as an individual, it all starts with you. You need to make that, that change in your mind to start. Yeah, I'll just jump onto that. I'm, I feel I have a feeling we're probably up for another break soon, so I'll try to make it yep. quick. But um, I, I think that you're really making a good point there, Dr. Liu. And what I want to let, help people understand is that we can, like, once you're in this rhythm, once you're in this consistent flow, you're starting to make these changes. The nature of life is that you will get thrown off. Something will happen, a crisis right. at work, a crisis at home. Um, <clears throat> who knows what it is? You're going to get thrown off. The people who are successful long-term at making good lifestyle changes get back on track quickly after they're thrown off. So if it's right. like a bad week or a bad couple weeks, it's no big deal. Don't beat yourself up. Get back on it, and you'll, and you'll be the one that over time, like a year, two years, five years, ten years, is healthy, is living the life that you want to live. So don't beat yourself up if sometimes you get thrown off. Just get back on quickly, and you'll be surprised at how quickly things get back on track. Dr. Greg Wells, performance physiologist, is here. Uh, Surely we'll get to your call and yours as well. 416-870-6400. Love it. Pinpoint Health Show right here. Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is 1132 Pinpoint Health Show, and you want to check it out on social, Pinpoint Health or Dr. Lou. That is Instagram, Facebook, and other social platforms. And the Lou Down is the name of the podcast. Tune into that as well, the Lou Down, L-O-U. But now uh, Dr. Greg Wells here, performance physiologist, joins us and some fascinating stuff. Dr. Lou, whenever you're uh, ready, we'll take those phone calls, but you might have some stuff to get through first. No, let's, let's do the calls. All right, we'll get to, uh, get to Shirley here in Thornhill. Jody will put us through for that one. And we will see. Hey, Charlie, how are you? Morning. Hi. I hope the heck you can help me. I have broken out in a rash in the last five days on my back and my uh, right shoulder and up my neck. And uh, yesterday I woke up with my eyelash, eyebrows, no, my eyelids drooping and the bags under your eyes like full of water. What the heck's happened to me? Yeah, and so, I mean, the, the, the show is not, we, we're not going to be able to tell you what's happened with no, you. No, not when I've seen it, but I can't go to the hospital or the doctor right now when I'm no, like crazy. You, well, you can always go to the hospital. So here's, the, so here's something that I think the public needs to understand. Hospitals are open and willing to take anybody that feels that they have an emergency that needs to go to a hospital. So, yes, you can go to a hospital. Um, and, and I think if you're ever in a state where you believe you're in an emergency or you believe a loved one is in an emergency, you should be going to the hospital. They're taking the necessary precautions to protect people and do all of those things. So that that is number one. Number two, most walk-in clinics, urgent care centers, although they may not be able to physically see you, the vast majority of them right now are offering um, telemedicine options where you can call, you can have a video conference or a telephone conversation uh, with a healthcare professional physician who can run you through that. But anytime you have something that new to you, you need to get that checked out immediately. The, the same way you've called us, I encourage you find the closest walk-in urgent care center, give them a call, um, get that dealt with and and again you may even need to go to the hospital things like a droopy eyelid um i don't know but i mean because i haven't seen you but when i hear symptoms like that 
Um, that could potentially be related to neurological problems. There's a whole host of different things. So uh, I don't think these are things that any, and this isn't just for you. Uh, I'm speaking in general to the population because I've heard this numerous times on in my social community and my platforms where people are saying, well, I can't go to a hospital. That is not true. You can go and should go to a hospital if you need to, okay? Okay, thanks a lot, dear. No problem. Thanks, Julie. Enjoy the rest of uh, and rest of your uh, your weekend. That's good to know. That's good. A lot of people are saying exactly that. They won't go near a clinic. They won't go near a hospital because of COVID nineteen. Yeah, but that that would be their individual choice. But the hospitals absolutely are open. I mean, my niece uh, I, a few uh, was a, a week ago. My sister in law called me and and she thought that maybe she might be having appendicitis. And I said, well, go to the hospital. I'll call them and I'll let them know. Oh, I can go. And, and her response was, oh, I can go to the hospital. Absolutely. Like, it, it, if there are emergencies which are potentially going to be life-threatening, yes, that's, that's what hospitals are there for. And, and you should be getting checked out if you think you need to get checked out. Let me uh, let me ask you. I know, uh, you know, Doctor Louis. Well, I kind of text you back and forth about this thing, and I wanted to ask uh, Doctor Wells about this Go too. And I, I'm not uh, I'm not bashing this at all. And I'm not saying don't do it, but I'm just I'm just wondering this this validity. I know a lot of people who have um, who are brandishing a Fitbit, and I don't I have no problem with the Fitbit. Um, and they're doing this, or they're trying to achieve this ten thousand step a day thing, which I've, I've, a lot of people just in their natural lives day to day reach ten thousand steps without too much work. My only fear with that whole thing is that people have become dependent and that number of 10,000 steps has now seen become the benchmark where if I can achieve that, I'm good and I'm done. I'm not saying don't walk based on what you just said about, you know, 15 minutes of walking a day. I just think people, and this is people that I know who have not shown any market improvement in their physical well-being, but they're sticking to that 10,000 step thing like it's a trophy. And, you know, Dr. Lou and I have discussed many times of how you really have to start getting in there and pushing yourself more physically. And I'm just scared that people are going to lay back to that arbitrary number of 10,000 steps and call it a day. I got, I got a bit of fear with that. What do you think about that? Uh, super good question. Thanks for bringing that up. And um, I think that wearable technology is really helping us. I think, like, I'm wearing an mm-hmm. Apple Watch. I've got an Ura ring on. I know that a lot of people have Fitbits. There's this thing called Whoop, which a lot of athletes are into. Everyone's got their Garmin devices to track their speed. Um, I think that if you have a wearable device, including your phone, by the way, because your phone's tracking your steps too, even though you don't yep. know it. Um, mm-hmm. Like if you have this data, that's great. And you want to track yourself so that you can get better. That's totally fine. And if 10,000 steps a day motivates you to get out there and go for your walk or you know finish dinner and get out there for 15 minutes to get to that 10,000 steps, That's totally fine. But the answer really is that what we're looking for is everyone just to do um, a little bit more. And we know that, for example, that if you get three workouts a weekend that are about 45 minutes long, it lowers your risk of depression and anxiety. So from a mental health perspective, that's good. We know that if we move in any form, walk, run, jog, swim, bike, paddle, garden, housework, do not care what it is. 60 minutes a day, you cut your risk of cardiovascular disease and can help to reverse type 2 diabetes. Like we know all of these benefits. So when it comes to wearable health, when it comes to metrics like steps or number of um, calories or the amount that you're sleeping, like all of that's just data. It's what we use that data for that will make a difference. If it motivates you, great. If it makes you upset, then don't look at it. Like uh, I certainly look at a number of metrics on all of my devices, but they happen to motivate me. It's helped me to understand what to do better, but I don't, I don't worry about getting 10,000 steps a day. Sometimes I get there, sometimes I don't. And interestingly enough, I'm hitting it less often right now when we're sheltering at home because I'm just not racing around the, the, the city and the country as much as I normally do. 
so that's helping me just understand to eat a little bit less or, you know, go for a walk in the evening. Um, but you're right. Like, let's not get hung up on 10,000 steps. Let's just, as a community, as a world, um, as a population, as, you know, as a society, let's just add a little bit more physical activity to our lives. And, and the answer is just a little bit more. So if you're doing nothing right now, no big deal. Go for a five-minute walk around the block, come home, you win, right? Like, we're Love just it. all trying to non-judgmentally just do a little bit more and add a little bit more to our lives, encourage other people just a little bit more. And uh, if we all do that, my gosh, we would be in such a different place. So, yeah, I, thanks for bringing that up. Fellas, let's take a, a short break here. Dr. Lou, we'll get to more phone calls. You have time if you want to call in, ask either doctor a question. would be fantastic. 416-870-6400. Pinpoint Health on social, being Instagram and Facebook. And catch the Lou Down, the new podcast, which is fantastic as well. We'll get back to the show here after a short break. Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is 11.43 on your most awesome Saturday morning. Uh, Dr. Greg Wells is here, performance physiologist, talking about all things that we should be doing. Get up and at least get moving. It's a good start, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and, and this is great to have Dr. Wells here. And, and one of the things that I, that I you know, so Dr. Wells is a performance physiologist, and, and when the average person hears that, they think elite athlete. They think somebody who does this extreme amount, and they may be here in this conversation thinking, okay, so Dr. Lou is telling us that in order to be healthy, we all have to be elite athletes. That is not the case, in fact. In fact, and, and Dr. Wells, maybe you can shed some light on this. When people perform at these extreme levels, Sometimes their overall health may not necessarily be the greatest because there's this thing called the inverted U-curve, and it applies to a lot of different things where, you know, an example of, like, mental stress where when you don't have enough, that's not good. But equally so, when you have way too much, that's equally not good. And it's all really about finding this balance. And physical stress and physical activity are, are, are sort of work on the same thing. So our message is not really that you have to be an elite athlete. In fact, the contrary, I think. And, and I'm going to turn it to Dr. Wells in a second. But I think really what we're saying is we just want you to be sort of somewhere in that moderate range where, you know, a little bit of physical activity, 30 to 40 minutes a day, four or five times a week. And Dr. Wells mentioned a whole bunch of different things, whether you want to do some biking, some rowing, some running, some gardening, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Uh, as long as you get moving, you get doing stuff, maybe week to week, you try increasing day to day that 1% rule, a moderate diet, that's really where we find, based on the literature and the scientific evidence, that health really exists. Dr. Wells, I'm going to turn that to you. Love that point. I mean, obviously, if you're trying to qualify for a spot on the Olympic team, you're, you're pushing the limits on a daily basis. But th let's face it, that's, you know, one in even just one in 10,000 athletes are at that level. So that is not right. relevant for all of us. We can certainly learn from that, but we're not practicing that on a daily basis. What the vast majority of us are trying to do right now is just to figure out how can I be healthy? And so on that note, we know some very specific things. We know that we all need, well, about 98% of the population needs roughly seven to eight hours of sleep a night. If you do that, you're going to be probably in the zone where you get all of the brain benefits and all the body benefits of getting a good night's sleep. We know that when it comes to nutrition, that the more plants that you eat and the more varied the colors of the plants that you eat, the more likely you're going to be to get 
you know, all your vitamins, minerals, polyphenols, and flavonoids. So that's very consistent across all the research. And we don't even need research on that one. We just know that intuitively that's the right thing. When yeah. it comes to exercise, again, it's moderate amounts of physical activity consistently when we don't want to be doing extreme amounts of physical activity and we don't want to be doing no physical activity, which is exactly the same pattern we're looking for with stress. We don't want zero stress. That's called boredom. And we don't want too much stress. That's called like just... <laughs> what we all think of in terms of stress, right? We want to be challenged and we want to have fun, but we don't want to be burned out basically. Yeah. And, and I love the way you put it on the podcast where you said, you know, if we could call our grandmothers right now, they probably intuitively all knew this stuff, right? Like all of us can think of, of people in previous generations that said, yeah, just the, you know, and role models where they moved a little bit, they did, they were active in different ways because it potentially was a more active time. Their, their diets tended to be a little bit more healthy and balanced. And these are all sort of things that, again, I think you said it perfectly there. there it's intuitive. Like this stuff is not rocket science. The amount of people that I've spoken to and have said, like, what's the goal to losing weight? And I always turn the question back to them. I'm like, what do you think it is? Like just, putting aside what you want to do and you don't want to do right now, what do you think it is? And most people will turn around and say, well, I probably need to exercise and my diet should be better. It's like, bingo, there you go. Like, you nailed it on the head. There was no science, like, there was no rocket science needed. This is not stuff that is, that, I mean, there's definitely science behind it. I'm not saying it's not scientific. I'm just saying this isn't complicated. And I think intuitively, we all know these things. We all, you know, if someone says, hey, you've got an apple, and you've got a bag of chips, which one is healthier? I, I would imagine that 99.9% of people know the answer to that. And, and I think that's a really important point that I, that I really, really want to try. I've been trying to get across uh, over the years of doing this show, and I want to continue to try getting across, that it's just simple, incremental, consistent improvements that you make every day. And, and, and I think when we started, Dr. Wells, I asked you sort of, where's the best place to start? And I, and I think your answer there was great, right? Like, it really, what motivates you? So find what it is. Do you want to start with your diet? Do you want to start with your sleep? Do you want to start with exercise? Whatever it is, as long as you're starting somewhere, this is very much a circular type of pattern where, like you suggest in the ripple effect, as you do one thing, it goes into another area, it goes into another area. And I mean, again, this is an overarching theme of so many different books. Like, you know, one book that comes to mind, and maybe some people will say he's a controversial figure, but like someone like Jordan Peterson, where he talks about 12 Rules for Life, where mm-hmm. one of the things he talks about is is fix your room, like get your room in order, your bedroom. In it. And he doesn't say that because the bedroom is necessarily important, but it creates a habit. You start as you get your room in order, maybe you get your office in order next, then you get your finances in order and so on and so forth. So again, these themes are, are overarching, I think, and I think we see them over and over again. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's a really great point. Um, yeah, I'll just jump things- into that and Claire, and like yeah. just add to it a little bit, especially when it comes to nutrition, like we're, we're the only species on the planet that needs a food guide to figure out what we're supposed to be doing. When it comes to food, right? Like it's just not complicated. It's just That's awesome. Like, you know, you know. So the yeah. challenge is like, how do we actually do that? And that right. means we just want to control our environment, right? Like we want to make sure that the foods that we have at home are good for us. If it's in your home, you or someone you love will eventually eat it. That, you know, that's just a statement from Dr. John Berardi, who runs Precision Nutrition. So, right. uh, like, just make your home a place where it's easy to make good decisions. And if you do that, you're going to win 98% of the battles. Yeah, 100%. John, do we have to take a break? 
Yeah, we'll take a short break, guys. I love that line. I'm using that like a hundred times today. Thanks, Doc. Uh, I still got some time for a phone call, 416-870-6400. And uh, we'll get more of the Pinpoint Health Show right here at Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we continue here with a few minutes to go on the Pinpoint Health Show. You want to go to uh, Pinpoint Health on social. That's uh, Facebook and Instagram. Lots of good stuff to be learned there. And the Lou Down is the podcast uh, version of the, well, it's not a version of the show, but there's lots of good stuff that you carry on in more depth. Uh, with that show, we got Paul standing by on the uh, on the phones there, Doctor Lou. Whenever you're ready, I already know who this clown is. Oh, great! <laughs> who I think. Ah, Paul. Hi there. How are you? Good. <laughs> is that very professional to say you know who this clown is on the radio? <laughs> if, if, it's my, if it's my brother, I think it is. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Uh, hi, Doctor Wells. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Good to hear from you. No problem. Um, Dr. Lou does a wonderful job uh, doing what he's doing and having all these experts on the show. And between the two of you, um, I know that Dr. Lou has tried to help me, but I'm just looking for a second, third, and fourth opinion, especially as a performance physiologist. Uh, I've had shin splints and, you know, tib ant tendonitis or whatever you want to call it all my life, playing hockey uh, when I was lean, when I was not so lean. Uh, it gets to a point where no matter what shoe, no matter what orthotic, no matter what treatment, um, there it's piercing. Like I go for a walk after 10 minutes, I'm limping. Uh, it, it's bilateral, so it happens on either side. Is there anything other than the rehab option that would be in your scope or your expertise based on what you've dealt with that you can uh, assist me with? Uh, not really. So what I do as a physiologist, physiologists design overall training programs. We test the blood. We coordinate different services around psychology and medicine and physiotherapy and chiro and all sorts of other different. So that's what we do. What I would just say to you in general, the way that I have always managed athletes with injuries um, is that we ask people to go back to basics. And we begin by looking at everything from the injury itself, and that's done by a trained professional in that particular area, um, you know, sports medicine physician, physiotherapist, chiro, chiropractor. Um, then we would get on a training program with either the physio, chiropractor, or athletic therapist, or strength and conditioning expert to rebuild that individual to get back up and build resilience that they're not re-injuring themselves. Then we can actually get back into training. And the urge that I've seen from so many athletes is to, like, I've just got to keep training. And then they don't take a step back to go and rehabilitate themselves. And an, an example of someone that did that, like, superbly well recently was Kawhi Leonard uh, when he joined the Toronto Raptors. When he left San Antonio and he came to Toronto, the first call that was made by Masai Ujiri, the GM of the Raptors, was to Alex McKechnie, physiotherapist and director of sports science for the Toronto Raptors, who took Kawhi back to basics. He rehabilitated Kawhi by managing the injury, slowly building up capacity, practicing load management, less than 20 minutes a game, no back-to-back games. Therefore, over eight months, he was able to perform in the playoffs. And so that's the approach that I have taken with athletes as a manager of high-performance athletes. Um, but in terms of me, my ability to um, give individual 
you know, recommendations. I can't do that because it's not my scope of practice. You're unfortunately, I'm going to tell you, your brother's the best person to tell you what to do, buddy. Yeah, I know that. Listen I know that. <laughs> so, 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 Dr. Lou, in, in that regard, then, how about you speak to the general public of yeah. uh, what types of basics uh, they can do to try to rehabilitate themselves? Yeah. So, and I and I was telling you this too. Um, so, and I and I think everything that Dr. Wells outlined there is actually sort of the way I would from an overall perspective, look at it too. It's number one, understanding what the underlying problem is. Now, I know you and I know you have the incredibly flat feet and that's probably a contribution to all of this. Um, you know, one of the things that I had also mentioned to you when you said you were walking and it was killing you, I said, well, start really, and then this sort of goes to what Dr. Wells was saying with, um, with Kawhi Leonard and Alex, Alex McKeekin, going back to basics. Like one of the things I said to you is literally go out and start with, find that threshold, right? Like if, if you can walk five minutes and you get nothing out of that, then you stay at five minutes. And again, you sort of apply that 1% incremental knowledge. Now, the other thing that's important with something like shin splints is treating it as you go through it. And it's a physical problem. So, I mean, my, my look on these things always is that physical problems need physical intervention. So that's where, again, going back to, you're gonna to have to co-manage this between you reintroducing and reintegrating these types of activities along with therapy along the way in order to help mitigate the, the inflammation and, and the other exacerbations that you're gonna feel. But I'll call you after the show to give you a more in-depth uh, advice there, Paul. Well, well, actually, I like calling you on the show because I get very serious, uh, non-insulting answers. So I think Just wait. See you on your show from now on. All right. Thanks for calling in. So we're getting close to the end. Dr. Wells, I want to thank you very, very, very much for coming on the show today. Um, you've provided, uh, I think, an incredible amount of knowledge and expertise uh, in this stuff. And I think the, the, the theme is just you know, all of us can do a little bit more to be healthy every single day. I really appreciate that. I hope that you'll come back in the future because I, I think the audience really enjoyed it today. Dr. Lou, thank you so much for having me on the show. Great to reconnect with you. Really appreciate the opportunity and thoroughly enjoyed it. So have a great weekend, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you next time here. Hope you enjoyed everything again. Pinpoint Health on social, be it Facebook or Instagram. The Lou Down is the uh, podcast, by the way, and one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U to reach out as well. We'll catch you next time. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program, unless otherwise identified. The guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.